You're listening to another episode of the official British Motor Show podcast for 2021. Brought to you by the Podcast Guys. Enjoy the show. I'm Adam Chambers. We're at the British Motor Show, the first time in 12 years. Yeah. Ian. And I'm Lee. So what do you think? Oh, we're loving it. We're loving it. It's... uh great place to be yeah it's good so you've got two stands here if you'd like to tell me about them so we've got uh, one classic car connection so we're recounting the history of the mini cooper so we start off with the 1960s with the original mini coopers going right the way through to the 90s where they reintroduced the mini cooper as a classic version yeah and then up to present day where we've got the uh, 2021 electric Cooper S. So we've got uh, right the way through the eras. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got another stand called Crazy, where we've got the really mad vehicles. Right. So shortened minis, lengthened minis, higher minis. We've got some odd trikes. Um, and probably the pinnacle of our stand is um, Cosmotron, which is, looks like a sort of spaceship kind of vehicle. Uh, Everyone yeah. would have seen that. Yeah. It's got a nice dome top, which is in fact a front end of a helicopter uh, screen. So that's very different. Right. Looks very futuristic. And we've got some wonderful trikes, as I said. What what, what does that do then? It's... it's Cosmotron oh, is purely kind of for display. So display. Ah, yeah, right. So they drove it here. Yeah, so it drives oh, right. on the road. It wasn't trailered, it was driven here. So it's road legal and they drive it around. No windscreen wow. wipers though, so you no. imagine um, it must be a good quantity of Rain-X or pray for good weather. And what have you, what do you think to the vibe at the... The vibe, it's been buzzing. 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 In, yeah, incredibly yeah. busy. Yeah. We were just astounded, you know, everybody's desperate to get out. There's, yeah. As you say, it's the first proper motor show in many years mm. um, and they're desperate to, to, to actually go out and see things we've all been confined for the last you know almost two years now. yeah and 12 years since we've had one yeah so as a proper motor show is something that's really needed and i just think it's yeah, going to grow do. and grow i think what andy's done in putting it together has exceeded expectations mm. anywhere so and normally, from what, from, that's what everyone. That's feedback I've got from everyone. Really positive yeah. feedback. Yeah. So from a British motor show, you'd expect just the manufacturers and trade, but then there's a little bit more here. So you've got more of the exciting interactive stuff outside, sporting bears. You've got Paul Swifts. You've got yeah. the catering drift cars, and then as you progress further forward, you've also got the classics area. So I've looked after booking in all the classic cars and we've got some really good supportive clubs there and individuals as well. So you've got what's slightly different about a motor show and then the pinnacle then is really being present in the future or from going present to the future. Yeah, have you seen the school kids in the university electric car? Yes, yeah, so that's Ardingly, isn't it? Ardingly, which is near to us and they've got the uh, solar panel car there as well. So it's it's as it describes. So it's a, it's a, that's a proper. Well, it's not a concept car because it's gone across Australia. But the motors yeah. used, used to have the concept cars as the future. But I think it's really good that we've got school kids who are like the the sort of acorn. Draws the, it brings the history and the future of the automotive industry together. Yes, yes, yeah. And this is important. It's important that we have those future generations to future-proof our industry, however, whatever direction it goes in, whether it goes electric, whether it goes solar, we need the sunshine, or whether it goes um, to hydrogen power, we need to have 
those people, those youngsters well, trained. We need to be leading it, don't we? We're yeah. an entrepreneurial country and we always have been. We need to sing our prayers and back ourselves a little bit more, I think, sometimes. Yeah, we're not very good at doing that. We're very British in standing in yeah. line and waiting for people to give compliments rather than to push ourselves out there. And mm. when you look at the amount of racing industries that we have in the UK, and, yeah. um, I don't even remember whether on Top, Guard, uh, Top Gear they lined up all of the industries down uh, yeah. high, um, down the, the mouth. It was all just... The foreign, all the foreign racing teams, they're all here. Yeah, yeah. It's an incredible base of talent. Um, Ian, my partner, he's worked for FIA um, in a small engineering company, but all these small, unheard of companies that yeah. are working, putting yeah. a tremendous input into this huge industry... And for the classic car industry, it's one of the, you know, it, it is a big percentage of the market today. Yeah, it contributes maybe, a huge amount. Maybe that's where the strength of the future British motor industry lies, is with the small entrepreneurs and not with the big manufacturers anymore. Yeah, yeah. Who knows where it's going to take us. These things, you know, it started off as lots of cottage industries, if, mm. that well, does, if that's not a little bit... Combison, I just couldn't think of another word, but you, yeah. you know exactly yeah. what I mean. Yeah, people miss some eccentric guys messing around in a workshop coming out with something amazing. Yeah, that's our past, and maybe where we've gone wrong is scaling it up. And yes, yes. yeah, with lockdown, we might also have more people that have had more time. Yeah, they've who, been at home. Who knows then... it? Who knows who's been, they've been locked <laughs> down in a, in a garden <laughs> shed working on something. <laughs> <laughs> the growth of garden sheds has gone up the roof, you know. Oh, you can't buy them, can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> home offices, small home oh, offices. Yeah. People realise oh, the benefit yeah. of not. See, that's commuting. contradictory, isn't it? Not commuting, but working at home. Oh. Yeah, but it's... yeah, but I think people, people, everyone still has a car, and and uh, if there was the supply there, there'd be. The demand, you know, the sales would be higher. It's the lack of supply, isn't it, with the microchips mm. at the moment that's holding the motor trade back and the sales back. Yes, so, so maybe we should are, go backwards and have more traditional cars. Yeah, and more people have cars, but just drive them a little less. Yes, yeah, and that you know, would you, help with congestion. Yeah, you don't have to drive... Who wants to drive for a few hours every day? No, thank you. You know, work from home and nip down to the supermarket. That's enough driving for most people, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Driving for... And enjoying it a bit more rather than a big slog for... It's not necessary. Yeah, and it's potentially, you know, some people commute for two, three hours a day. Uh, Out of your life, that's a big section to sales reps up and down the motor well. Yeah, not fun. Yeah. Nobody, that... nobody dare say they hate and how tiring and stressful it is because it was just expected in the past, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So working from home has definitely got its benefits, isn't it? Yeah. Although Ian, my partner, can't work from home. You know, although he has got a, a mill and a lathe in the garage, which is yeah. dead handy when you need to have something done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for a modified vehicle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we were literally putting things together for our crazy stand um, a day beforehand. I think yeah. it's pretty typical, really. You know, nothing like a good deadline to get the adrenaline going. Mm. And uh, Ian was was um, 
making signs and things in yeah. the garage. What, what's your background in the march industry then? So, so mine, I started a car club um, 1986. My gosh, that's telling my age now. So I started a mini owners club and... Um, yeah, but what got you into that before? How oh, gosh, the... no, I don't know. I think it's probably having a bit of an entrepreneurial family. They're farmers, so they, uh, you know, it's very much do-it-yourself kind of yeah. things. Um, so they they were, you know, into building... The, my parents built their own host house, so they were very hands-on. So that got me into the hands-on thing. And luckily, I met Ian along the way. Yeah. And, um, you know, he has that same practical kind of mind. Great, that's the sort of spirit I like. I'm, I'm not practical at all, so but I'd like to be. Yes, yeah. yeah. I like, I like watching things like Scrappy Challenge. Oh, and, it's clever, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it's very, very clever. Think, things like that where yeah. people put things together and rather yeah. than something that's been done by a load of professionals, it's... It's the ingenuity of it all, Yeah, isn't it? definitely. Yeah. What else would you like to see at the Mocha to improve it, do you think? Oh, that's a really good question. So I think for the future, it's, it's having more indoor halls, which is the potential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've been lucky with the weather, haven't we? Very lucky, very lucky. It makes a big difference. I mean, obviously, if you're a classic car owner, you're used to being outside, but I think that will expand it, having more indoor space. And it, I think from now on in, it's just going to grow and grow. It will become So the, the feedback I've had from everyone is that... It's really positive, yeah. yeah. And it's good that families have got something that entertains them during the school holidays that mm. can appeal to both mum and dad and the children as well. Anything else you'd like to add? Um, just check out crazycreations.co.uk and that's the website that we're just developing for, for the purpose of promoting odd cars and then if you look at classiccarconnections.co.uk we just a very local um, club and we do uh, meet at a brewery and we also have cars on our uh, film car database so that's really how we're forging ahead more filming which helps obviously the, the owners yeah so social media yeah. maybe get some young people bodging it yeah that would not, be not good bodging. you are finding more young people coming in mm. It'd be nice them to team up with people with your experience. Yes, yeah, it'd be good. And yeah. an outlet for them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Those kids on the electric car, they weren't into cars. They were more an engineering background, but yes. they saw this competition and that, that enthused them and now they love it. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it'd be nice that local clubs could tap into that. with the sort of classic background, tap into the Yes, yeah, best the of both worlds. And the engineering and the ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think that's covered. Thank you very much for Thank your you time. Too. Thank I'll you. let you get back to your two stands. I'm, I'm amazed you've got time to come away. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a commercial break, Thank is there? No, not at all. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the official British Motor Show podcast for 2021, brought to you by the Podcast Guys. We hope to see you in 2022.